Welcome back to Best Foot Forward. This is Season 5, Episode 1. Uh, it's been a hot minute. We've had some trouble uploading our last previous podcasts. We're going to work on that as soon as we get back to it. But joining myself here today, the fellow co-hosts that you know and love, of course, Allison and Brian are here. However, Daniel could not make this one due to other things that came up in his schedule. So we have one of you guys' favorite guest hosts back. Ross is here with us. Glad to be back. And we're Welcome glad Ross. to have you. So we've got like a new recording schedule that we're sticking to. We're going to try and pump out these weekly episodes again like we used to. So season five should hopefully be a full season this time coming around. And we have people representing time zones across America. Mm. I'm out here, obviously, in North Carolina with the Eastern Time Zone gang. Brian is in Studio Alpha. Indeed. Back on spring break. Central time, I think that's the most elite time. I think uh, all of you should agree to that. Maybe allegiances may have changed a little bit, but still, central time is the superior time, I think. Uh, that's a topic that can be debated later. Um, I'm definitely <laughs> on Eastern time zone gang currently, but central's a fair respect. And then in probably the weirdest time zone, we have Allison in mountain time. Why is it weird? It's just like you have like, East, Central, West, and then it's like mountain. Yeah, well, what's like, between Central what and West? Well, mountains. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's also mountains in between Central and East. They just didn't get their own time zone. But what word goes in between Central and West? I don't know, West Central? <laughs> That'd be too confusing. They had, an, they had to make them a new word. But it's just like everything else is some sort of directional word. You know, whether it's cardinal directions or like left, right, center, and then it's just like mountain. I think left, right, center is a game, actually. That's not a direction. It, well, it's a game, but center left, not right, a direction. Center. Yes, it is. Center? Center? How do you go? Oh, yeah, that's center. a direction. How do you point it's like center? In between the two. Like, in between it, it's, it's a directional word in the sense of like, Center is like you could be like in the center of something. That's a position. Like the west is a position. East is a position. Left position. Right. Mountain is not a position. Oh, I see where he's coming from now. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I can't control what time zone the world decided to put me in, but it's where I am. Yeah. And then uh, Ross is uh, also in the Eastern time zone. Correct. So. Speaking of time zones, though, you know what time of the year it is for? What time? It's time for Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yes, it is. Favorite and, season. Oh, those things are devastatingly good. I've already had, like, two tag-alongs today. Oh, okay, yeah. Who, who all ordered Girl Scout cookies this year? I have not, but the reason is because my roommate's dad, this is Clutch, he is on the board the girl scout board of indiana so he gets free shipments of any flavored cookie and gets to try the new ones that are in testing yo so in a couple of weeks here we're gonna get probably a pallet not not a pallet but a whole heck ton of cookies coming our way so yes yes you can be jealous that is the best job position i've ever heard in my life mm-hmm the Indiana Board of Girl Scouts. <laughs> yep. Wow. Sick. Uh, yeah, I 
uh, recently just got my shipment in from uh, shout out uh, Sara and Maya across the street from back home. They called me on the phone. Uh, pretty good sales it's pitch. 15, bought, 30. Bought, uh, thank you. Bought an entire case <laughs> worth. Um, got the classic. So I've got, I've got tag along. Those are in the fridge. Got to keep them mm-hmm. in the fridge. You know, it's like, it's like Reese's. They're better when they're a little bit cold. Thin mints, freezer, obviously. Goaded move. Um, I've got Samoas, which we can get into favorites, but that's that's my favorite. I got two boxes of those. Um, and then tried two new ones this year. Uh, the one is called Adventurefuls. It's a, I don't know if you guys, if you've gotten them yet or not, it's the new one this year. It's like a chocolate brownie cookie with like a little caramel in the middle. Straight gas, like high 93 octane right there. And then... <laughs> The other one is a, it's an oatmeal peanut butter. I haven't actually eaten it yet, but I did uh, order that. Man, got all sorts of them. Oh, yeah. Brian, you got any this year? I missed the uh, missed the ball. I dropped the ball on that one. Did not get any Girl Scout cookies. But, you know, one of the perks of coming home on spring break is that your parents uh, have a few Girl Scout cookies for you. So, you know, I had to dip in those supplies a little bit. Nice. Allison? Um, yeah, I ordered from Sara and Maya also because I was home when they were making their rounds on the block. But I ordered the Toffee-tastic ones, which are my favorite. It's a hot take, but those are my favorite. The Samoas and the new Adventureful ones, which taste like – have you had them yet? Yeah, you said they were good. Yeah, I had one. It was good. They taste like um, those Keebler fudge stripe cookies. Oh. That's what they taste like. They do, and, and this is full uh, full disclosure here. I have not currently opened the box, my box of Adventure Fools, because I wasn't trying to. But my roommate Ryan, who's not currently here, he's, he can see it right there. Uh, he's got a box of them sitting on his desk, and it was already open, so I ate one. So I'll give him one for my box, but I didn't <laughs> want to open my box yet. Yeah, so the, that's fair. the question is, does he know that you took one? Because if he doesn't, then I don't know. <laughs> no, he's gone all weekend. Oh, he'll never know. You could save that one for yourself. That's all I'm saying. Well, I have morals, but <laughs> hey, when it comes to Girl Scout cookies, yeah, like you got morals, morals go right out the window. You got to, yeah, you protect those things at all costs, like Brian said. Noted, noted. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what is? Uh, we'll start with Allison. Sherry mentioned it. What is your guys' favorite Girl Scout cookies, and like a brief why? Yeah, so the Toffee Tastic ones are my favorite, which those were new, I think, a few years ago. They're kind of just like a shortbread cookie with like pieces of caramel and like toffee in them. They're also gluten free, which doesn't matter to me, but I don't know. So that's like their gluten free cookie for people who can't eat gluten. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just really like toffee and caramel. They're crunchy, but so are all Girl Scout cookies, which is kind of a, a complaint a lot of people have, I think, but I don't mind it in certain flavors. And I think that's why I like that one. Okay. You know, I like it a little different, not like the off the top, what everybody always says. They also come in a sleeve. So it's like a really long sleeve, like Ritz crackers. So you can kind of just like nice. yeah. pull them off the top. It's not like a, one of those plastic trays. It's hard yeah, to I'm deal not, with. yeah, I don't like the plastic trays as much as the sleeve. I can get behind that. Yeah. All right. Toffee-tastic. Taking one. Ross, what do you got? Uh, I'm basic. I swear my allegiance to the tagalongs. <laughs> So I think everyone knows tagalongs. They're just the peanut butter patties covered in chocolate. And as Mike 
had suggested earlier, you have to put them in the fridge. Um, it's the best way to eat them. And I don't know. I think just the combination, that combination is deadly when it comes to cookies. So that's where I'm leaning. I like that. Yeah. Chocolate peanut butter is just undisputed. One of the top flavor combos of all time. Yes. Ooh, future podcast idea, top flavor combos. Ooh, let that, let that marinate, if you will, pun intended. Okay. Um, <laughs> Brian, what do you got? I believe you're also on team Tagalong. I am. Yeah. Ross, I guess we're aligned here. Uh, team yeah. Tagalong is the way to go. I mean, Ross kind of summed it up perfectly. It's that peanut butter, chocolate, plus the wafer, a little crunch. It's it's phenomenal. There's nothing I could beat it. However, I do have to say, I have not been uh, as experienced with you guys with these these Girl Scout cookies. I've not really broadened my horizons in a long time. So next round, I'll have to go out there and buy some uh, some ones that are not just thin mints and tagalongs. All right, solid. Respect that. So. Mine for quite a bit because I used to start out tagalongs and then a few years ago switched over to Team Samoas. Um, few reasons: coconut, I love it; it's refreshing. Um, it's got you know a chocolate, but it's not overpoweringly chocolate. It's got the, the wafer. Um, it also comes in a purple box, and I think purple's a pretty sick color. Um, <laughs> however, not that it changed my mind, but it did. I had a slight um, you know conflict of interest earlier today when. You know, had some Samoas last night. They're good. But the thing about Samoas, which can be viewed as a positive or negative, is you can eat like three and you're sitting, right? Because it's coconut sweet, you know, and you can't just keep eating that because you're like, man, you know, your teeth are going to hurt. and You just feel bad about yourself. So that's a positive and a negative. It's a negative because you can't eat a lot. But it's also positive because, you know, you, you shouldn't eat a whole box of cookies in a day. Now, flash forward to this afternoon, I'm passing by the fridge. I open the freezer. It's a box of Thin Mints sitting in there. I'm like, hmm, haven't had those yet this year. So to pop that out, also come in the sleeve. And I eat one and I was like, wow, it's just cold. The mint, it's refreshing. And then I ate like two more, like without thinking about it. They just like ended up in my mouth. And I was like, oh my God, I need to stop. Um, so high crushability on the Thin Mints, frozen Thin Mints for sure, because they're refreshing. Mm-hmm. But if I just want like a cookie I'm, I'm sticking with samoas but i did have a slight conflict of the heart earlier today fair enough the samoas are the casual cookie they're like the wine you know you do a glass of wine and then the thin mints are those beers the natty lights whatever whatever it is those you just slam and they're gone before you know it and you're like wow i feel terrible 100 percent. 12 after 12 of me i feel terrible Beers or Thin Mints. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I also really like the French toast ones. Have you had those? <laughs> the, the what? The French toast I have heard ones. of those. I have heard of those. They come in a green package. Um, they taste like French toast, and then there's a layer of icing I, on the bottom. They're like dipped oh, in wow. icing. I think they're, they're called like Toast Yay or something like that. Like Yeah, I don't know. I don't, called, something, something, yeah. It's like a weird name, but I know exactly. What you're talking. They're shaped just like a piece of bread yeah they're shaped like yeah yeah a slice of bread Uh uh-huh those are good i'll have to be on the lookout for that the s'mores ones are also an honorable mention in my opinion oh yep those are up there too i need like chocolate in my cookie i can't i don't know i can't do like the lemon ones oh i Um, like the lemons really yeah i don't know i'm just a big lemon guy though yeah 
I'm a big lemon dessert guy for sure. Like lemons, like lemon squares. Like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you tried the lemon Girl Scout cookies then? Yeah. No, to be honest, I don't know. They're pretty Brian, good, have you? Yeah, yeah, I have. Anyone they a they fan of Dosey like, Dose? Sorry. It's just the classic shortbread one? No, that's a peanut butter. Yeah, that's uh, a oatmeal and peanut butter one. Ooh, you know, those are pretty those good, are good too. too. Yeah. Three foil, I think, is the uh, classic shortbread, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The OG, if you will. Well, um, you know, it is Girl Scout cookie season, but we have also entered the first week of March, which means coming up starting next week, everybody turns into the biggest basketball fan, whether they know nothing about it or not. It is about to be March Madness. And all three of your schools have a pretty high potential of being in the in the bracket, which is kind of exciting. Um, Brian and Ross, you guys are pretty much confirmed in. Uh, Nelson, Ooh, mm, I'll, I'll speak on IU, but go ahead. Yeah, you're <laughs> the expert. But from from my basic understandings, uh, Allison, I know you guys are very much on the cusp. I think you guys are going to have to win the Pac-12 in order to get in, but I don't. We'll see. Yeah, the men's team is not very good this year, but I know they do still have a chance. Um, so we'll see. They're definitely not a for sure yet. Ross? Oh. Yeah, so, um, you know, leave it up to IU to disappoint yet again. Um, So we had a game earlier this week. Um, We were going to be – we were projected to be the last four – one of the last four teams to make the tournament. Um, Going in, we had to play Rutgers. We were at home, so we were favored – but we had to win this game because we were last four in and Rutgers was first four out and great game back and forth. IU Rutgers, IU Rutgers comes down to the last 30 seconds. Rutgers up 78, IU 75. Trey um, Parker Stewart hits a game tying three with 10 seconds to go tie ball game with 10 seconds. Rutgers has the ball and they run it up the court, and the guy who has made six three-pointers gets an open look, and he shoots the ball, and he makes it. And that basically ended our chances of getting into the tournament unless it went we big perform 10. really – yep, uh, unless we do really well. Like, we would have to make it to the finals, basically, in the Big Ten tournament to get in. So, very disappointing end to the season. And senior year, too, is crushing. We were supposed to be pretty good, so – yeah, still hurt by it. And then we also lost to Purdue um, by three, two points, actually, not three. So I, we just lost to Purdue yesterday. So those are our tribals, and that was also a very tough loss. So not a good way to end the season. But we always got next year. Yeah. Well, And Brian, TCU, complete opposite. Yeah, kind of came out of nowhere. Didn't really start off phenomenal. We weren't like supposed to even be kind of close to the March Madness bracket. And then uh, some games have been pretty bad. I've seen a lot because of my roommate. Uh, my roommate has the games on all the time. Like, I'll wake up at, like, 12. And I don't wake up at 12, but I get out of my room at 12. And basketball will be on until, like, 8 o'clock at night every day. So I've been seeing a lot of that. Uh, but TCU kind of snuck their way in almost. But it's, like, pretty much confirmed now. Um, yeah. had that loss to UT then played Texas Tech and that was a big upset 
and yeah. then played Kansas. Kansas, yeah. That was insane. That was insane. Um, then we played them again, like, the next day and lost. But we just uh, have another game against West Virginia, and hopefully we win that one. We should. Um, and then I think we're playing UT again to end the season. But, yeah, we're, like, almost confirmed in the uh, bracket, if not confirmed. It's exciting. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't really have any dogs in the fight. Um, I mean, I always, I, I mean, I always pull for Notre Dame, and they're playing well. They get a good shot at making the tournament. They just never, they can't perform in the tournament. They suck um, historically. You know, Loyola Chicago's like the local team. They're not yeah. having as good of a year. They'd have to probably win the Missouri Valley in order to make it. And then uh, Illinois is just like, I don't know, you know. They're fun to finally be good again since last year, so kind of pull for them. But yeah, I don't know. hopefully yeah. one of our teams. Yeah, hopefully one of us. <laughs> that would be really disappointing if we didn't have any any of our teams in the tourney. It's such, it, but even if you don't have a dog in the fight, man, it's still fun to just play or to play and try and win the bracket. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that's one of my favorite things to do is just fill out that bracket. And just honestly see how many I get wrong. I'd, I think I could flip a coin for every game and I'd probably do better than trying to predict. Just, I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you guys have a strategy or anything like that when you go into it. Or... Anyone? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been filling out brackets since, I don't know, me and Ross, we've been filling out brackets since like elementary school. Uh, we do it like all the time. And back then, didn't know anything, obviously. But uh, so I've been doing it every year since. It's fun. It gets you, like you said, it gets you like to watch the games, even like when schools that you normally wouldn't be excited about. You're like, oh, no, I got if it's like you're like 12 seed and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm picking them for this upset. Uh, it's always fun. Strategy wise, I just go off my limited knowledge of college basketball. And then when it comes down to it in between, I always uh, I always go for I always go for defense instead of that's like my tiebreaker. Defense wins championships. Brian, do you have any bracket strategies? Oh, gosh, no. I don't know, like, <laughs> nearly enough about college basketball at all. I kind of just uh, – it's, it's pretty much a flip of the coin, honestly. Yeah, I feel that. Like, the only, the only games I really watch are Big Ten normally, so I know yeah. the Big Ten teams. But other than that, it's, there's just – yeah, it's a flip of a coin, honestly. How about you, Allison? Um, I always pick a number two seed to win, which has no logic behind it. I just always do. <laughs> I always pick one of them. Um, that's, that's not horrible because, <laughs> like, typically at least one of the teams in the final four is, like, always a two seed, if not yeah. more. So that's usually what I do, just kind of, like, whichever school I'm feeling the, out of the four number two seeds. And then I usually pick one, like, kind of out there team to make the final four, like, not a one or a two seed or maybe not even a three, like somewhere lower. Um, not really based on any logic. I just don't like to be the exact same as everyone else. Cause if everyone picks the same person to win, then like you're probably not even going to win if you're in a league or something, you're not going to win if everyone picks the same team. And then that team ends up winning like your bracket. It's probably not going to be the best. So if you pick a team that's kind of out there, I don't know if they win then you have a pretty good chance. So I usually do that. And then, yeah, I think that's it. I remember one year I got like 99th percentile on ESPN, which is kind of cool. But 
that was oh, like yeah, that yeah. was like four or five years ago when Villanova won. But yeah, I haven't nice. been that lucky since. And it was like one league where I didn't even pay any money. It was just like for fun online. So it didn't get me anything, <laughs> but I felt accomplished. <laughs> I also do like to do like one like for like just for myself. It's not even you know, like a, a league or anything of its, but it's more like a ideal scenario where like I pick like teams that I like. <laughs> Like yeah. not even so much. And I'm like, you know, just in the event it happens, I can say that I predicted this. Like, yeah, but I'd agree. <clears throat> Back to the uh, defense wins championships. It kind of got me thinking about the Chicago bears. Um, da bears. Da bears. And our recent coaching changes. So we brought in a head coach Matt Eberfliss. I think that's how you say his last name. I think. Right. And he's defensive oriented, if I'm correct. Yeah, it's he's a DC, the pro- right. Yeah, so the problem with like the Bears, right? Um, well, there's a lot of a lot of problem with the Bears. Uh, is well, well okay. Here, here's where I'm going to go. With the, my main problem with this hire. So he was the defensive coordinator for the Colts. Okay. We previously our or our defensive coordinator. Chuck Pagano also came from the Colts defensive mind. Like, I don't know. It just seems very like we just did this two years ago. Why are we doing it again? But regardless. Um, and every time we seem to hire a defensive minded head coach, it doesn't, hasn't really seemed to work. Um, John Fox, like that was supposed to be like, Oh, genius defense. This, this, and that from Denver came over and that was God awful. And then we went to, you know, and prior to that, we had, you know, Mark Tressman, you know, some QB genius that didn't work. Then we had Matt Nagy, QB genius. Like, I don't want to talk about the Bears. <laughs> we get frustrated. But <laughs> as long as the McCaskies own this franchise, we will never make a hire that makes sense or work for us ever. Because we also just can't draft to save our lives. Um, yeah, that's true. The last first-round draft pick that we had that wasn't a bust. Well, you could argue that Trubisky wasn't necessarily a bust, but, like, hasn't worked out for us. Um was Brian Urlacher in 2001. A little while ago. It's the last time we've had a first-rounder that hasn't been a bust. So so far. So far. <laughs> it's been 21 yeah. years. <laughs> hey, well, Justin we don't Fields. know if Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin yeah. Fields could – He if, if we ever sure. want to give him an it O-line. just his rookie season. You know, never right. know. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, I like the kid, but it's, it's early to tell. Right. So I, I actually have a question about uh, the managerial positions. As head coach, you are not the offensive coordinator, or is that kind of up to the team to decide? We want our head coach making the um, the play call, like doing all the play calling and all that. Or is there usually another coach that does that? So that's completely up to the head coach himself, right? So there's yeah. defensive head coaches, there's offensive head coaches. Um, so for a good example to look at that, actually, is Nagy, offensive guy, obviously came from the Andy Reid tree, and so he, for a majority of it, call was calling all the plays because that's what he liked to do. He was a play caller. Um, but last season they ran into like all – I'm sure you heard all the things like he's got to stop calling plays. It's not working. And he temporarily handed over the play calling duties to his offensive coordinator. Um, so it's completely up to the head coach on who calls what. Like if sometimes they call defense, sometimes they call offense. Then you also have like Bill Belichick, who is a defensive head coach, but he doesn't – call every defensive play he kind of lets his defense coordinator do that and he more manages the game and whatnot so it's completely up to them do we know if the the new head coach 
What are you deciding with that? Or not yet? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's pretty recent. Um, we got a, quite a bit of the ways to the season. So we'll see. But he, he's a defensive head coach. So he wouldn't be calling offense. But a couple more seasons, including summer. Summer's coming up. Yeah, which should be, uh, you know, baseball season. But here we sit, March 6th. <laughs> No spring training, no opening day anymore. First two series are canceled as of right now, right? For so now. That's what we got as for now. Ago. That's going to get extended. Yeah. it's. It sounds like neither side's really willing to budge on where they stand. Um, and I don't think either of them are feeling super pressured to come to an agreement, to be honest with you. What, do we know what they're arguing over in specific, specifically? From what I've read, um, the players, like the past two collective bargaining agreements, basically the last two deals that they've signed with the league, they kind of left open a lot of loopholes that the owners have been, like, exploiting. Like, I know the big one right now is service time manipulation, which is basically, mm-hmm. like, um, you, you have your five-year contract as a rookie, but if you play only, I think it's like 100 out of the 150 games of one season, that doesn't count as a year on your service time. So you could get it for like six years. So this was the thing that the Cubs did with Chris Bryant, where they called him up late. And so the players are trying to fix that. And then they also want to like raise the like salary cap for teams. It's not like an actual cap, but they want to raise it a lot. And the league does not want that. So basically the MLB is just trying to keep more money for themselves and the owners trying to keep a little bit more money for themselves. And then the players are saying, hold on, I want to get paid and I don't want to be basically used by you guys to make money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, so it's like, you got to be careful about like portraying it that way. As far as like, you know, it's very kind of one-sided to make it sound like the owners are all evil, which I mean, most of us tend to stand with the players because we're more in their shoes and that's easy. Um, but like, there's also things to look at too for like the owners, like it, it is a business. Right. And one of the, uh, another big thing is that the MLBPA, the players association, what they have stated is regardless of this lockout is that they won't accept anything unless except for like that, the players get pay, in, paid in full for the whole season, even for the games that have been canceled. And the MLB is like, no, like you guys, they're only going to get paid for the games that they play. So that's kind of cutting into another issue where it's like, you see the points. It's like, you see the point mm-hmm. on both sides. The players are like, Hey, this is their contract. Like this is literally their way of making money. So we want them to you know be able to survive off that. But then the owners are sitting there, it's like, well, you want us to pay players for things that they didn't do. They didn't play these games. And yeah. if you don't have games, then you're not generating any revenue from it. And it's like, so even when they do finally come down to like, if they do get into agreements on like, like Brian was saying, with uh, closing certain loopholes, expanding the salary cap. Like the last question is going to be, all right, you know, let's say we start the season halfway through, like they did in two thousand four or ninety four. Are we going to play the payers, pay the players for the whole season, or just the half season? And then that's going to probably cause even more of a delay. So, yeah, I think a lot of people aren't looking at that. They just look at the actual negotiations and then assume right after that baseball is going to start, but then they have to start. Like, figure out how many games I want to play with the pay schedule list with that. 
the time for spring training again, probably another week added on that for the like 300 baseball players that are still free agents. So it's a lot of things going on. Well, and then there's, that's the other issues I was reading the other day, depending on when the season starts, if it starts late enough, it could push back free agency for some guys. Uh, I know Ohatani is like the biggest name on there where if the season doesn't get started oh. within the next like month or so, his free agency is going to extend another year. Like it'll be another year before he can go into free agency. Wow. Hmm. So like, that's another thing to take into consideration. Um, and then another thing too, is like how many people it affects. Obviously it affects the fans. who don't get to watch our sport it affects the players. That's their job. The owners, how they make money. And you look at too, like stadium workers, right. They're mm-hmm. counting on, 181 games of just like it's a stable job for the summer and the fall and then like all of a sudden you don't have that so i know recently the mlb mlbpa put out created a i think it was like a million dollars relief fund for uh stadium workers which sounds like a lot but if you really think about it yeah it's not much 30 stadiums and then all the people that are employed at those stadiums so probably a couple grand at best for most uh, workers exactly so it's like, ooh, you know, it affects all the behind the scenes things and whatnot. Uh, umpires mm-hmm. and whatnot. Not that fans like or care about umpires, but that is their way of making money. Yeah. And then also you think about, too, the cities that these stadiums are located in, the bars and restaurants that are all right around. I mean, they're going to be hurting, too. So it hurts a lot of people. It affects a lot of people when they can't come to an agreement. Definitely the sport of baseball, too, just because two out of the past three years we've played not full seasons now. And even last year, we're still somewhat affected by COVID. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and they were expecting the season to be good. And it should have been because, like, most COVID, like, COVID's protocols in most cities have gone down. They're going to get a lot more attendance than they've been used to having, you know, like you said, restaurants and bars. And then, yeah, this. So. We'll see. Hopefully they get it figured out. One thing I am curious too, I don't know, is um, I got to look into it. I'm curious about the minor leagues. Uh, I don't know if the minor leagues have their own like uh, CBAs, collective bargaining agreements, or if it's, if it's all like branched under one. Um, Cause that's going to affect me. Cause I go and watch a bunch of minor league baseball games <laughs> out here in North Carolina. Cause there's no professional teams out here. Um, so I got to look into that. Hopefully there's at least that so I can watch some sort of baseball, but. There definitely is minor league baseball. Um, it's still happening. Okay, so the, it is separate? Yeah. So, I don't know how separate it is, but I know it's still happening this year, so it must be it must have its own system. I think the um, the cutoff <clears throat> for this agreement, I think it's just a 40-man roster. So it's like all the active people in the majors plus plus like the whatever 15 best minor leaguers on a club's roster. So you still get the other minor league players can go play, but the best of them can't. Oh, okay. That's not well. Good thing I watched single A ball. <laughs> but which is like my favorite activity to do out here in like the springtime and the summer. Um, good way to pass the time. I love watching baseball. I got like multiple stadiums within an hour drive. Um, it's pretty fun. But um, I don't know. What about you guys? When it's like, at least for me, it's getting warm for me. It's 72 degrees out here today. Uh, Allison, I know it's snowing by you. Um, Ross, I'm sure it's not warm by you. And Brian, you're back home in Chicago, so definitely also not warm. But for you guys, whenever the weather does start warming up, uh, what are some things that you like to do either by yourself or just like with a group of friends, like to get outside instead of just, you know, in your rooms or whatever, like we do for most of the winter? 
honestly, I find just like the, the small things are super nice. Like just being able to open my window in the house on like nice warm days or like working outside, uh, whether it's like actually doing something in the, the yard or just like sitting on my laptop outside. That's definitely like the small stuff that I find fun, but it's got to be like the games and sports that you play during those summer months. Like even like spike ball is one of the games that I started playing down at college a little bit. That's super fun. Um, it's like a mini volleyball almost. So definitely like the activities, I think is what I enjoyed most out of the summertime. Hell yeah. Well, I just played spike ball yesterday at the beach actually. Oh yes. Oh, nice. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah. I got a uh, first time using it. I'd bought it like a little while ago. Just had never got the chance to use it. So we went out and played it yesterday. Absolute blast. Yeah. Super fun. Um, um, I would say, oh. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I would say, um, I'm on an adult softball league that starts up in a couple of weeks. So that'll be fun. Um, just playing softball again against a bunch of 50 year old guys in Boulder, but <laughs> still a good time. Um, I like to shoot hoops a lot at the outdoor courts. We have a couple really nice ones that outside the basketball arena that anyone can go use. They're just, it's just an open park that has lights. So you can go there any time of day. I like to go there. Um, just running, exploring the mountains and stuff before I have to leave. Nothing too specific. But yeah. Solid. Nice. I think uh, one thing that actually um, I did yesterday with my roommates um, we had a little fire outside. It was nice. It's been all, it's been nice here in Bloomington this whole week, 60s and 70s. And uh, we just got a fire going last night, and we're just having a couple of drinks around it. Um, and man, it's just something about sitting sitting near a fire when it's warm out. And right now, there's no bugs and everything, so it's just like oh, yeah. really nice to kind of just chill and relax. And I feel like <clears throat> that is the vibe of summertime. At least is, it seems like everyone's we've gotten past the crappy months of winter and everyone can kind of just relax and enjoy the weather and go along the beach or the lake, whatever it is. It's 16 hours. It. <laughs> yeah. And then just enjoy it all. So that, that's the one thing that I would say I'm looking forward to for sure. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I always feel super like as soon as like winter's ending, I always feel after, after just like not doing that, obviously all winter, it's just, I always feel so like lazy, like not so much like disgusting, but it's like, dude, I need to go and do something. I have been playing video games nonstop for three months now um, and watching movies and Netflix. Um, but Hey, shout out Netflix, new Peaky Blinders season six coming out soon. Any Peaky Blinders Ooh. fans out here? I am. I am. I did not know it was another season though. That's the final season. Ooh. Might have to rewatch the entire series again. I haven't watched it for a couple of years, but currently doing that right now. Um, I've been meaning to watch it for a while. What's it about? So it's about. It starts out. It's like right after World War One in uh, Birmingham. It's like a like not necessarily the slums outside of London, but it's just a like a borough basically, in a sense. And it follows uh, the Peaky Blinders, which is like a they start out as just like um they're like do like illegal bookkeeping like betting on like horse races and whatnot by the the shelby family it's like kind of like a little gang and then you know as time goes on they get they go on to bigger things and whatnot mm. um but it's it's really good i love it it's one of my favorite if not favorite tv shows of all time 
you're into gangster shows and movies, I'd say. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and they wear definitely sick new good take. Yeah. You guys um, ever seen the movie? What about you, Mike? The Departed. The Departed. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. Oh Phenomenal. my gosh. The I first saw- time. Did you just watch it, Brian? Yeah, just like two months ago. And I, I walked in probably 15 minutes after the movie had started because my roommate started it and just took me on a trip, man. That was amazing. Amazing. Highly recommend that movie. You don't know what's going to happen until the very end. Like the, the, There's very few movies that are able to do that. Another one I can think of is Shutter Island. Um, but yeah, dude, The Departed, Like there's probably four or five times where I was just like, no way what like i thought i knew that i i thought i was like oh i predicted this ending like i totally saw this coming and then it just took a complete 180 and i was totally wrong with what i thought um great great film if you've never seen it highly recommended by at least three of the four allison have you seen it i have not no i think people know by now that i haven't seen most movies or tv shows (laughs) that anyone else has ever heard of but I do like movies like that. I have seen Shutter Island and those types of movies are my favorite. The ones that kind of mess with your head. I know mm-hmm. Michael and Brian and I watched Inception one time in Brian's mm-hmm. basement. Movies like that are the ones that I will actually sit down and watch, but I couldn't even tell you the last movie I watched or when it was. I just don't. Wow. I don't know. Uh, Elson, the one that you might like goes out for the people's really make you think the same thing. You don't know till the end. So it goes for you guys too. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe. I have not seen that. No, highly recommend. Put it on there. You will. It's gonna just make you think, and you're gonna be like, Bruh. "You'll never see it coming." So, yeah, those are my those are my favorite types of movies. So, I'll add it to the list. I don't know when I'll watch it, but <laughs> I don't well, sit down and watch movies by myself. Like I just oh, can't. I can do that. Oh my, that's like one of my favorite things to do. You just grab like you make some popcorn, get like under your blanket or whatever, and you just pop on a movie like i've been on a string of trying to watch like oscar nominated films one that i recently watched was there will be blood oh my gosh i ha- you guys have to watch it what's that about i feel like i've heard of it so it's about this oil tycoon well he's an up-and-coming tycoon in the 19 early 1900s and it basically like just follows him as he really acquires this one piece of land and like tries to build this oil uh like rig on it and kind of what happens and just like how ruthless he really is but he plays the plays the nice guy who has like uh, a handicapped child and he kind of like uses this child to buy the land and everything and like uses this kid in negotiations to get better deals and everything and he just turns out to be a total total a-hole um Daniel Day Lewis is the main character. Ooh, I do like him. So he, I mean, he's a phenomenal actor. So it's it's a very like dark movie, um, but the score is amazing. The cinematography is just gorgeous. Like it's a great film. Highly recommend it. Yeah, uh, big movie guy over here. Obviously, not as much as Allison or whatnot. Um, however. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Would definitely, 
like that's the thing too where it's like i try to not get into too much movies like now when i want to get outside so i can also just sit here over an entire weekend and just watch things and like lose track of time hence why you hear my computer tell me what time it is every 30 minutes to try and uh persuade me from doing otherwise but you know is what it is um not sure uh else now we're looking on time right now i know we're getting close i don't know how to check the time it doesn't say it anywhere but i think we've been on for at least maybe 30 minutes we've been on for more than 30 because my computer's gone off twice now um i mean we can end it here i don't know exactly i don't know how to check until i'm done yeah either way okay you have to, like, to check. Well, does anybody have any uh saved comments or something they just want to get out uh you know, Ross, you know, you got a, you got a very public platform right now. Is there anything you just want to get out to the world? Um, I'm sure you'll be guest us more at so at some point, but since we don't know your next time on the show, you have anything for anybody? Um, well, it's been an honor and privilege to join the crew today. Um, it's always good to talk to you guys and uh, to my time too, to, to talk to you guys, to see you guys. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to the next time we get to do this. Hopefully, hopefully it'll, it'll be five of us next time and be Daniel on the call too. I always enjoy it when, uh, when all five of us can get together, but times are changing. We're all going our separate ways. So this is probably going to be the format going forward. No more basements. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see though. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Well, we appreciate having you on Ross. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, fan favorite guest host for sure. Uh, Absolutely, always always pump up our ratings. Uh, we appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, also, you don't want to forget little uh, social media plugs. Going to send it over to our social media manager over here, uh, Elsie. You want to give him our uh, our handles, if you will? <laughs> yeah. So we still have a Twitter that we've had, you know, since the early days. It's best underscore foot underscore the number four W A R D. I don't know who made that, but it's a little complicated. Instagram's a little bit simpler. It's just best foot forward, no caps, no spaces. So follow us there. DM us any podcast topic ideas you want to hear us talk about. And yeah, that's how you can contact us if you don't have our personal phone numbers, which you probably also have. But yep. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Brian, what do you got? What do you got for the for the fans? You know, it's been a minute. Yeah, that's been good. Yeah. Thanks for joining us and sticking with us. Getting to the end of the the podcast means a lot. Ross, I'm sure you'll be back some more. Always a good time when you get on here. Um, yeah, really just good to be back. Yeah. Uh, like you said, we've been uh, trying to work on having like a schedule. We think we've got it down pretty good for uh, at least the three of us. Um, and Daniel's, Daniel as well. We'll just have to kind of get there when we get there, uh, you know, seeing as he's a full on working man, we'll, uh, have to accommodate his schedule. But, uh, if you guys ain't got anything else, I don't got anything else for them. We appreciate you guys' uh, support and viewership and audio ship, if you will. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going to make it a word, uh, as always. And until next time, this has been best foot forward.